Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Find Your Career Calling. This episode is part of the intern series. As some of you may know, I interned at Google back in 2018. And while I was there, I recorded a few podcast episodes with my other intern friends. Now, these friends have gone on to work at the likes of top companies like McKinsey and Bain, or some have even stayed at Google or started their own thing. In one of the other episodes, you can hear about interns in Google Marketing Solutions, and that's definitely worth a listen to if you want to find out more about the ad business of Google. It's also really important to note that finding what you love and finding what career choice you want to pursue after university is a really tricky thing to do. And even if you are already in a job and you want to pivot away because you feel unfulfilled by it, it's still difficult and sometimes you need a bit of guidance to get you to the next step. If you enjoyed this podcast and think that you can benefit from a bit more clarity and confidence in your next step, then visit fycareercalling.com and I'll be glad to give you some help with that. So with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I hope you take a lot of insights. Hello friends, welcome to Find Your Career Calling podcast intern series. In this special edition, we find out what current students are up to to find their next step outside of university. In this episode, I have Melissa hailing from Kenya and South Africa. She's a self-proclaimed gender parity advocate, has had work experience in cryptocurrency startups, bank consulting, and has even ventured out in Japan to do some great work in an NGO. Currently, she's at Google with me doing some great work with the marketing solutions team. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you all. So for someone who has been successful and have completed eight internships, how have you found the application process for each of these internships? For example, you've worked at startups, you've done Bain, you've done Google, and you've worked on NGO. How did you find these internships, first of all? And how did you tailor each application and differentiate yourself in order to be successful in these interviews? Okay, so I'll start by saying how I kind of stood out when I was actually doing different internships because I always believe that your performance in one internship leads to your next. And what I mean by that is that for me, I think there's kind of like three key things I try to do with each internship to make sure that I make a lasting impression and that I make the best of my time. And the first thing, the first thing is more of an attitude. And this is applicable when you're doing your job, but also when you're searching for a job, and that is being proactive. It's really, really important to try and go above and beyond what is expected on you to do your best. So if that is looking for an internship, don't just apply to two internships. Make I made an internship dashboard. I had like 20 different opportunities. I knew even if the application was only opening in 10 months time, I would I would track that and, you know, go, I would really go the extra mile. I remember for my, my internship that I did in Japan, when I found out about it, the applications were closed. And so the application portal was closed. And I, I went onto the website on the contact us page. Yeah. And I just submitted like a note there. And I was like, I just, I just told them my story and that I really wanted to yeah. work for them. And what was the uh, internship in Japan? Uh, so it's an NGO in Japan called Ashinaga, and mm. it's basically one of the biggest NGOs in Japan. And what mm. they do is that they give scholarships to orphans from Japan, and there's a lot of orphans in Japan after the tsunami. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also give scholarships to um, university students from Africa. Awesome. And so the project that I was doing with them is that they want to expand into sub-Saharan Africa and open up some sort of educational institution. And I was on the on the strategy team. 
Awesome. So going back to that, I think something that's helped me a lot and even feedback that I've gotten here at Google, at Bain, is just, you know, I'm proactive. It helps me get more work and it helps it helps my managers manage me better because they have to do less and they can trust me more. And it also gives you a chance to really show your skills. And then I think the second thing is really about building connections. And I say building connections and not networking because I think that the word networking has a lot of connotations that could be misleading you might think Hmm. of exchanging business cards or getting someone's email address or just getting that meeting but what's actually at the root of that is is a connection with that person and if you don't have that connection even if you have all their contact details it means nothing and so what I've tried to do so at my different internships is, and even at school when we have different guest speakers is first I try to identify people that I am likely to have a connection with. So maybe someone who's, who does something that I'm interested in doing or someone that has a similar background to me. And then I can approach them and form a genuine connection, not really ask them for anything just yet, but also have, have a purpose. It's always about giving value first, I think. And it's always a good thing. You can never do wrong by being kind to someone, regardless of who that someone is, regardless of whether you need something from that someone. And actually, yeah. you're right, I do think that sometimes that word networking almost kind of hides a kind of, you know, like bad malintent even yeah, yeah, yeah. to a degree. So I like that, building connections with people. Yeah, and I think when you combine that with proactivity, and so proactivity to me in the context of making connections is just finding out about that person and proactively identifying what you could potentially connect about helps a lot. And I'll give an example. We had a guest speaker at, at my university who went to um, in Siad, which is where I would love to do my MBA. And I remember I saw that he was coming. I researched him. I saw, okay, he's done this, 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 and this. Yeah. And there was a lunch with him. And there was like 20 different students. And I said, how was I going to stand out? But because I'd gone that extra mile to to basically stalk him, I knew <laughs> I had to speak to him about yeah. it. And he was so impressed that I knew so much about him. And people love talking about themselves. So I asked all the right questions. And he actually gave me his business card without me even asking. And from then on, he's hired me I think for um, three different jobs he's helped yeah. me get three different internships so that's a connection that's that's really grown and, and helped and helped my life so yeah the first one is proactivity the second one is building connections and then the third one I say I would say is just starting with the end in mind but not really putting too much pressure on yourself to know what you ultimately want to be but if you know that for example one day you want to work in consulting then you might know like find out what they do you might know okay data analysis is important strategy is important what types of experiences can I do now what types of project can I do now that will prepare me for that and you might not actually end up wanting to even do that in the end but just that process of working towards something and living with focus and intention has really proven useful for me sure that there has been times in all of these eight internships where Things probably didn't go to plan and you definitely saw yourself developed personally or, you know, professionally. How did you face or um, what kind of challenges did you face and, you know, how did you feel you tackled it on and did it all go okay? (laughs) Obviously it did because we're here right now. (laughs) It all works out in the end. So I think my... My first full-time internship was at Bain and the application process was extremely long. It took months Um, and our final interview was in person. The HR team flew to Mauritius to like just 
do our final interview and they came with some of their other in wow. some of the other current interns okay and so we got to meet them we even had to like they had to do their final presentation to us we had to ask some questions so it was mm-hmm. this whole cool fun process mm. and we spent some time with them on the island at their hotel and you know we, we all really connected and i think during that day throughout that day the hr people really saw our personalities and who yeah. we were but when i then started my internship another few months later i obviously bain is quite a, a formal place so i was very focused on being formal you know dressing appropriately acting appropriately yeah. getting all my work done and i was even lucky enough slash i fought really hard to work directly with a partner and I remember she would sometimes give me feedback and say, you know, you seem timid, you seem timid. And it was so weird for me because I was like, nobody ever says that I'm shy or yeah. timid. Yeah. And then luckily, because of that prior interaction that I mentioned, I had quite a good relationship with the head of HR. And she called me into her office one day and we were just having a chat. And she said, you know, Melissa, you have such a, a lovely personality. And I know you're very... Charming. That, no, that's not the word that she used. <laughs> I'm like, you're very, she was like, I know you're very um, kind of like witty and, you know, you... You have like a unique personality, but she's like, you don't bring your personality yeah, to the workplace. Right. And that's something that's really like stuck with me throughout my my work journey. Yeah. Because I realized that that kind of like held me back, I guess, from connecting as much with the people that yeah. I worked with. And for, for them really seeing me, it's like I had the Melissa at work and the Melissa outside of work. Yeah. And I didn't really know how to balance that in the workplace. I feel um, like it is really difficult to balance because in corporate environment, like really corporate environments, for example, in consulting and banking, it's, it is difficult. It's kind of a defense mode to not let, especially if you have a crazy personality, exhibit A, <laughs> it's difficult because you're always in this kind of environment, you're always kind of under the scrutiny, yeah. like your behavior, the way you dress is always reflective of your credibility to perform your tasks in a lot of ways. Especially when you're an intern, because being an intern is basically being on an extended interview. Exactly. Because that's what it is. At the end, they're going to tell you either we want you to come back or we don't, or do another internship or don't. So So you're always under the microscope. Yeah, you're always under the microscope. And so that that was definitely like something that I look back on my, my first experience. And I was like, you know, my team was great, but I don't think I really showed them who I was because I didn't know how to do that in like a work appropriate way. And so I think it's something that you learn over time, but being conscious of it definitely helps. And I think even now at Google, I, I still think I have some room for growth in that yeah. department of just like, okay, this this is this is me. But I definitely have learned to kind of like be more open, obviously in a, in a work appropriate way and mm. connect better with people in my workplace. And so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question about whether it did all work out, it did all work out. I still did get an <laughs> offer. But yeah, I, I don't think the connections I formed were as deep as they could have been. And how did you do after the HR person? So mm-hmm. this is just for, you know, a future. Yeah. If someone did give you kind of constructive feedback mm-hmm. as the HR, head of HR did give to you, what was your response? How did you handle it? So what I did, and first of all, what I always do is I always make sure I have a notebook and a pen when I go to these meetings where I could potentially receive feedback. Mm -hmm. And what I like to do is focus on really understanding what they're telling me. So I noted down what she was saying, and I just asked for the questions around like, okay, before I even developed an opinion about whether or not her feedback was accurate, Mm -hmm. I just tried to understand where she was coming from, what she Mm -hmm. meant. I asked if she had any examples. And then, yeah, I said, I said, thank you for the feedback. So for me personally, I 
prefer to reflect on things in my own time and maybe not give a response. Reaction, like, not be reactionary. Is yeah, really but not even not be reactionary. It's just like, even if I do have a strong opinion, maybe I won't share it at that moment. I'd rather take it and take a step back mm. and say, okay, is that true? Let me assess my behavior. Yeah. And then I can, I can go back to it. And after I did look over it, I was like, you know what? I see where she's coming from. Yeah. And I was so grateful that she, she said that to me. And how did you move on? What steps did you take afterwards to show? Um, so what I actually did was I asked her for tips on how, how to improve. Mm. And I actually do not remember exactly what she said. <laughs> it was a long time ago. But I, I just made more of an effort to, to, to be open with, with, my team members and yeah. to to share more about my life and my personal challenges yeah. i think something that happens with me a lot is that people perceive me as like perfect i just look like everything is working out mm. and so sometimes when i share a challenge or a problem that i'm facing it it helps a lot that's a, that's a really good point i feel that when people see that you're you're exactly that you're a human being mm -hmm. with the same challenges as them they're more empathetic you know to you and i feel like when you do have a bad day and you kind of just need to show that you're having a bad day. It's much better. It's more okay to do so because, you know, they understand you as more of a human. Yeah, exactly. Same exactly. Struggles. And I think that's, that's a wonderful example. Sometimes like I would previously, if you asked me how my day was, I'd just say good. But now when people ask me, even at work, I do take time to think about how is my day actually yeah. and give an honest answer. And you can say I'm having a bad day without feeling guilty, without feeling like they can like, you're going to tell you off or anything and actually more yeah. empathetic more so for sure exactly and also just listening to people and giving them that space for them to share as well so we can't finish without asking where do you envision yourself in the next five ten years and what are your ambitions and upcoming projects what am i what upcoming projects <laughs> <laughs> okay great so um when we're shooting this right now it's my last week here at google <laughs> and it's, it's actually been such a fabulous experience it's been better than i imagined it would be i previously thought that my heart was set on bane but i think right now i'm i'm quite open as i think i mentioned before i am doing an internship with bane after this and so i still haven't completely decided where I would like to go and where I'd like to work full time. Mm -hmm. um, but that will only be towards the end of next year. And so my plans now in between I graduate is to really push my, my side project. So there's two that I'm working on. One is more centered on women empowerment and seeing how we can do that from a data-driven angle. And then the other one is focused on African artists and seeing how we can create a platform for them to take them kind of to the world. And so while I'm still a student and I have more time than I think you do in your full time just because you have more flexibility with how you manage your uh -huh, time sure uh, I really do want to put a lot of effort into into pushing those projects and seeing where they can go and then I will continue pursuing them while I am working full time and yeah I think in addition to that I would like to work for a few years as I mentioned I am strongly considering doing it in an MBA hopefully at NCR <laughs> do you know which city I want to do both. I want to do both Singapore and France. Awesome. Maybe the exchange at Watson. Who knows? It's it's really too early. To I love say. it. Oh, no, it's just there. I've got a plan in my head. <laughs> so that's, that's <laughs> what I would like to do. And yeah, I mean, for the rest of the year, I'm going to be learning Spanish and SQL. Mm -hmm. I don't study computer science, but I yeah. love Excel. So that's a great <laughs> extension. And so I think it's always about balancing things that you're just genuinely interested in. Like I'm, I just have a genuine desire to learn Um 
Spanish and I have some time to do so. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to that's do. That's so cool. I'm also doing Spanish level two when I come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did level one in my first year. I really enjoyed it. I had a really yeah. great teacher. Yeah, Spanish is a great language and there's so many Spanish speakers. So it's definitely going exactly, to be a useful exactly. thing to do. So I'm actually going to spend like one month in Spain um, yeah. before I do my next internship, just trying to learn that skill. Amazing. And I think with, with some of these things, there's a quote by Steve Jobs. And I know quoting quotes is really cliche, but oh, I it love really it. makes it. so much sense. There's this quote that Steve Jobs has says that the dots don't connect looking forward. They only connect looking back. <laughs> Mic drop. Melissa, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for those of you guys who don't know, Melissa was actually the first... Googler that I met before we oh, even yeah. before we even started. I was like online in true twenty first century fashion. I messaged her online, met on the internet. So yes. Thank you so much, Pauline. And thank you all for listening. I hope you guys have fabulous careers. If you got to the end of this episode and feel like you want to find your own career calling, then check out fycareercalling.com where I can help you gain clarity and confidence in your next step. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe and share it with a friend because friends, life is too short. You gotta find what you love.